Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to say it this time. I'm going to smoke a bowl and you can say whatever you want to say. There we go. And that could be on record. We're recording, guys. <laughs> Just an FYI. Oh. Just an FYI. <laughs> she got glasses and she's feeling herself. Uh, yeah, yeah. Betcha. <laughs> she got a booty blender and Those now she thinks she all that. For sure. Yeah, that's what expensive makeup products and glasses do to you. <laughs> Well, let's, they make let's... me to a little booty hoe. I don't know what that means. <laughs> a little booty hoe. I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing out curse words. I'm, I'm a new woman. Yeah, and she said fuck Go ahead, baby. Let's get this started. Because the reason you intro this one is because our maestro is busy prepping. Because this is his episode. We got Isaac on the couch. Yeah, yeah, in the motherfucking studio. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back for another episode, y'all. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> so nice to have you in the studio, Isaac. What's up? So nice to have you in the studio yeah. today. Welcome. Yeah, man. Happy Saturday. Time you brought me here. <laughs> We've been talking about it for a while. Got to be able to make it happen. <laughs> How so you what's feeling? What's going on, dude? I'm feeling good. Feeling alive. Yeah. <laughs> was feeling dead earlier, but good you know. to be alive. Because baby. someone was celebrating his birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to partying in Studio City for all of you listening. Um, Isaac had hound. a lovely dinner at Stout Burger, and then we walked down to a cute little little pub down the street yeah, on yeah, Ventura. They had like, music. They had a I know uh, when we called dr- Flogging I drove seagulls. by you guys. Flogging seagulls. Oh, yeah. yeah, I yeah. was like, I was trying to. I was like, we should honk because I want you guys to see Rachel's car because someone hit her. Oh yeah, one oh, yeah. of her car is all fucked. Uh, it has like duct tape on it. Like, oh, it looks so bad. Yeah, oh, that man. band was dope though. They were like a, they had like a, a yeah, like a uh, what, what, Celtic what, flair yeah. on like eighties. Yeah, yeah it's how, that way he described it was like nineteen eighties music with eighteen eighties instruments. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they had like they, a banjo and uh, well, that's really that cool. Was, oh, the banjo, fuck. Yes, the banjo lit it up. Like, yeah. the, it, it gave an element to those songs that I had never check even my story, thought about yeah. before. I yeah, did. It, it was really, really cool. Yeah, if you guys get a chance, check out. Uh, Flogging seagulls. seagulls. If you go on their Instagram, the they're described as new wave with an Irish Actually, Celtic you play twist. The banjo? Maybe. I just need to get one. But yeah. I asked you that uh, yesterday and you said no. No, you said oh. if, I do, if I played it. Yeah. I said he probably could give Isaac a week. That's he true. That's did. true. My bad, yeah. Isaac. But, uh, okay, I'm, I said this to you off off record, but I'm <clears> saying this on record. But me and Rachel were driving home last night. And we're like, fuck, Isaac is so goddamn talented. Like, mm-hmm. like he is, man. You're about... You're low key, not even high. You're high key genius. Hence this episode, <laughs> high key genius. Yeah, that's right exactly here. why we have him in here. So let so give it's the listeners a little personality where you know I hide my knowledge. <laughs> so so talk here, a little ladies. bit. So stop expressing it. Talk expressing a little bit about why you want to do an episode. Why well, I want to do an episode yeah, is because I got a few. I actually have a few projects um, working on, and I just wanted to, I guess, kind of use this platform to promote that. Hell yeah, And man. really get my stuff out there. I've been, I mean, working on music for... Since I've been years. Yeah. Your life? Yeah. Most of my life, yeah. 
And you heard that, guys. This is a platform. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Question. How did you... How did... How... When did you start music? Like, how, what is your musical? Oh, yeah. Where, we'll get into where that do we journey. start? We'll get into that, for sure. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm just using this as to promote. I've been working on music for a while. I've rarely released things. Uh, I mean, I show some of some things to people. I have a few things up on SoundCloud. But now I'm getting a little bit more, you know, serious with putting it out there. So this is why uh, I came out here to do this. To right. give yourself, like, more um, more motivation to... yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is on record now. I gotta get it done. Yeah, Shit. <laughs> yeah, man. No, but yeah, I'm trying to get it, uh, stuff done by this summer. I'm working on an EP right now. It's just about like five tracks. It's an acoustic EP. Uh, it's called Diary of a Lost Soul. That's dope, dude. Oh, I like right. it. Wow. And oh, Diary of a Lost Soul: colon an acoustical excerpt or acoustic <laughs> excerpt, some shit like that, you know? Because yeah, it's like yeah. uh, place on the diary thing. And I'm also working on this song that I want to release as a single called Out of My League. It's a pretty dope song. It has it's like this jam. folky. I love alternative it. folk rock, indie folk maybe. I don't yeah. know. We're I gonna, mean, which would make sense. That's what I. That's what I listen to a lot nowadays. And we're so. gonna tag this episode with the song, right? Yeah. So people are gonna get to hear it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, the song will be in this episode, so you know, stay yeah. stay tuned. Yeah. Keep stay listening. Tuned. Don't yeah. don't change. It's good. It's great. Yeah. I, I listened. I literally listened to it last night on the way home, and I was I f- like singing along, jamming. Yeah. And I feel so. lucky because I got to hear like. I've heard it from like the beginning stages. Yeah, that's and, really and, cool. Yeah, and I've actually worked with Josh too. I've had him like do some additional vocals on some of my stuff. Yeah, and he's yeah, also like a couple songs seen the process of that of just like creating something and yeah, man, just putting shit together, all the fucking instruments and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, get this out there. Hell yeah, dude. Well, usually I would record some stuff under nobody's nobody's friend. That's what I was releasing stuff under. But I, I'm I'm thinking of like. Because uh, that kind of feels It relates to like a certain uh, Feeling I think Or genre I think mm-hmm. It could you know? Yeah yeah. It seems more like of this This is like Aggressive or like Frustrated Frustrated yeah Yeah Sound or Or lyrical content I guess But I'm trying to like I mean I'm trying to keep everything In In one In one space Yeah mm-hmm. So I'm I, You know I could create different names and shit If I wanted to But So But I don't want to do it anymore because I used to also like have like hip hop music under Ike, you know, Ike and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I don't know. I've been thinking about. I've, we, I've been going through like some some you know names and stuff, thinking about what to do. Are you thinking um, of like releasing under just Isaac? Yes, Ooh. exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's where I was getting to because I did come up with some things. Uh, one thing I had thought because I original because back in the day I also had another name called Quikani Pili, which is a, a native a native uh, uh, name uh, native. Uh, term which is a uh, like a uh, young musician quikani means song so i was actually thinking of using that and i thought about shortening it to just quikani because i thought oh that's cool but mm-hmm. i uh, but i did my research and there's already like a band using that and i'm like ah, i'm trying to step Aww, on anybody's yeah. toes and stuff yeah yeah for sure and like another one that i like is kiawit and the funny thing is there's actually somebody named kiawit from tucson doing that because <laughs> kiawit is actually rain and that's my that's my day sign is rain that's oh that's really cool because i'm a for y'all don't know I'm a Mexican, but you know, I uh, I tap into those native roots of like Mexican, you know, as opposed to the Spanish culture, influenced too much by the Spanish culture. Yeah, I I, I like oh, tap into uh, the knowledge of the ancestors and pre-colonization. Know. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, I learned I've learned about my true culture. Yeah. So yeah, that's man. why I know all these. I'm talking about this just in case you're curious and shit. 
<laughs> just but, to touch on that a little bit i mean did you learn that in school was that something you sought out on your own like i kind of sought it out on my own actually through my cousins my cousins started doing that and i was like huh that's interesting i want to know more about that and then i started learning more about that and damn is it a rabbit you know, hole it's cool it, it, it's cool because you so i feel like a lot of mexicans don't realize or acknowledge their native roots yeah man i i fall definitely in that category and one thousand percent and it's funny because back when I was younger and I would go to Mexico and stuff, people, you know, being from it's being from uh, America or from the U.S., it's like always this conflict. Like, you, you don't belong anywhere really because you're not from there. You you were born here, but you don't really belong here because nobody wants you here. You know, so it's like this conflict. Mm-hmm. And then when I would go to Mexico and I would speak Spanish, people would always give me shit because uh, they could either hear like my. You know, American. I remember one time there was like this little girl. Are you from Tucson? Like she asked me that in Spanish. <laughs> you like, got a yes. Tucson accent. <laughs> I guess yeah, yeah, I guess so. And then people would just give me shit on certain words. And, you well, know, and if Tucson and had an accent, what would you say it is like? I don't know. I tried to I tried to break huh. that down before, and it's very like California, kind of in a way. It's like a mix of the Midwest and California. Kind of, yeah. Because you definitely <laughs> talk. I don't want to say slower. Cause that's the wrong word. Oh, but I just talk slow. No, casual, more casual. Really okay. casual, yeah. Really laid back. Well, oh, that makes sense. Well, I'm the one. Of, I'm one of those people that people always say I talk too fast. I talk fast and then I kind of mumble a little bit. Mm-hmm. So people are like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I'm like, probably the. You listen too that's slow. That's probably uh, your Latino <laughs> me, though. Maybe, I'm just trying to get my words heard, but not heard. <laughs> so um, so when that girl hits you up in uh, in Mexico about um. Sounding like you're from Tucson. <laughs> oh no, I just said yeah, but but I was just thinking about did that like, trigger something like? No, I was just like, huh, that's. I was like, oh, I never thought about that before, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but 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 what was what I was getting to was that uh, there's this there's this Spanish term uh, called pocho, yeah. which is what what like like Spanish speaking Mexicans call the non Spanish uh, speaking Mexicans. Pocho. Which is because oh you 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 can't speak or the 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 language like the language of your people and I feel attacked. And, and so I think that's me. So Spanish so. Say it again. Pocho is pocho is like uh, the, some, a word that uh, Spanish-speaking Mexicans yeah. y- say to non-Spanish-speaking Mexicans. Mexicans. It's kind of like as an insult in a way. That's me. Like, yeah. Oh, you can't you I'm you triggered. can't speak your people's mm-hmm. language. But then as I grew up and learned this stuff, yeah, I, I was like, man, fuck that shit. I'm, why are you trying to? You're the same as the invaders trying to force me to speak their language. Right. Like, what yeah. The fuck? yeah. 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 It's just a, so it's just want, a different you know, version of that. Learn your yeah. native language and get back at yeah, it. Yeah, man. Yeah. But no, anyways. Moving on, uh, yeah, to get back to it, yeah, it's just, uh, I'm trying to go, uh, plan on just going as Isaac, because that encompasses everything, Yeah. everything that is me, you know? Is there an artist that's going by just there Isaac? Is a, right there's like a Christian rock band or something that goes under Isaac, but I mean... Oh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, there's also that's, yeah. DJ Khaled and Khalid, and they're both doing fine, so I know it's different. Yeah. Whatever, probably <laughs> bad example. Yeah, okay. we'll see. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll spell it different, I don't know. Shit. Well, why don't you just pronounce it Isaac? Oh, well, that's, that's tec- actually that's technically how, that's actually my real name. Well, yeah, because yeah. that's how you, that's what your mom calls you, right? Yeah. Exactly. And that's actually how it's spelled. Because actually, I my because see, when I tell people Isaac, they always spell it with two S's. And yeah, shit. yeah. I I made that and, mistake. And I don't get it because I've when no- you hear of like Isaac Hayes or Isaac Newton, you always spell that with two A's, right? So it's like I these think- two these famous Isaacs. They get their name spelled right, but I've noticed. I think it's a, I think it's a texting thing because a lot of times. Like, if we're texting about the podcast or if someone, like, if that name just comes up, like, in texting, I think, like, it autocorrects incorrectly sometimes. Like, I have a lot of friends that'll just double-press the S without thinking. I have to add your name to my library. <laughs> yeah, but technically it's Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. I-S-A-A-C. Is that how you... What do you prefer to be called? 
Well, as I'd like to, as I'd like to say is that it doesn't matter what you call me as long as you call me. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, ladies? But anyway, slide, uh, slide, slide, slide. Now, where should we where should we uh, dive into the history or something? Or yeah. yeah. How did you How did you start doing music? Well, I'm gonna uh, delve far back into like when I was a child and just yeah, I mean, I've always been like fascinated by music and stuff mm-hmm. and like just you know interested in stuff. Uh, just, was your family into music, or you were like the first one? Uh, I I think maybe 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 like some of my older uncles in Mexico, maybe or like my people that were like my grandma's brothers or something, mm-hmm. maybe had something. Do you come from a creative family? Uh, it, yeah, I have some creative some creatives in my family for sure. They're I mean they're they're everybody's creative like in their own way. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Like I figured like we could all survive together. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that concept. Cool. But yeah, I've always been like infatuated with music when I was younger and stuff, when I was a kid. Uh, one, one thing I remember vividly is like being at one of my cousin's quinceañeras, and they had this band there called uh, Roberto Martinez y su banda San Miguel, <laughs> you know, Mexican band, regional yeah. Mexican band. I grew up, I originally grew up listening to like a lot of, you know, Mexican and regional music like that. Um, right. Because of my, my, you know, the adults in my life yeah. and everything they were listening to. Uh, so I just remember like, just sitting like at the steps right like by the stage just you know staring at the band and I would like stare at the different musicians and like everything they were doing and I think maybe since then there was already something like maybe brewing like ah look at all that shit they're doing (laughs) baby Isaac is fascinated yeah and another thing I remember is uh once uh, we were driving up from uh from Nogales and you know at the freaking border there's always like little little vendors and shit yeah yeah and there was somebody Mm -hmm. selling like little violins and me and my cousins got some and then I was, and then when we were driving up to Tucson, we were listening uh, the radio. We were listening to the radio or whatever, and I kept trying to like match like the pitches and hearing, melodies yeah. and shit. How old were you? Probably like uh, in my, my nine or something, nine oh, ten shit. or something, you know. Yeah. You're really young trying to do stuff yeah. like this. Yeah, and actually, it didn't sound too bad. It was like, oh, okay. You know, for a toy. Like you, yeah, yeah. You weren't too far off yeah. from the yeah. Yeah, so I've always had like a, like I'm not like great at it or like I mean I guess I would say I have like a small knack of like listening to shit and like trying mm-hmm. and somehow figuring out how to play it it's a um, natural talent yeah do, you, do not sell yourself short you're a fucking genius <laughs> <laughs> like let's just be real yes yeah. uh, so that's the, like that's one of the things I remember like one of the youngest things um, how, I, how I started actually getting into it, like make, uh, working on it myself and stuff mm-hmm. was uh, actually I think that was not until like high school. Okay. Cause actually, I I would write poetry a lot. That's one things I would one of the things I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got like into middle school and high school, that's when I dived into the world of hip hop. One of my first albums was actually M- Eminem's Slim Shady OP. Oh, damn. <laughs> that's so, a good album. So yeah, that was like. This is in middle school, around middle school area. Yeah, around middle school when I was yeah. But probably like late middle school, getting into high school thing. I yeah, think. Yeah. I'm not sure. No, yeah, because it was 1999, I believe. Yeah. Then when that album came out, so yeah, I was about to get into high school. Um, Dude, it is crazy how influential Eminem was to just like hip hop fans in general. Yeah. I think he tuned a lot of people into the hip hop world. He bridged the gap that yeah. was there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember. Really so I guess that that reveals who one of my influences. Eminem. They, and one of my favorite artists as well. Eminem. Yeah. Oh yeah. His vision, the visuals for that out the the song, my name is like. Oh, 
My that's name is of, what? That's one of those songs that when I heard it the first time, I saw it. Oh, the video? Yeah, that's the oh, first. Oh, that's cool. Because like, we don't have mm. that really anymore. Yeah. And it like, yeah, that was a moment. Yeah, it was for sure. I used to love that growing up, Saturday morning, instead of it being cartoons, just music videos. Mm-hmm. All the, music, ever did all that, the just music videos. Had, like, was it VH1, I think? And you just let it play, and it would just be videos after videos. I thought that was mm-hmm. so much fun. I feel like in a way, Eminem was kind of like my entry to like the world of hip-hop really yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, if i really think about it i think i used to listen to things uh, before like i do remember seeing like dmx on, on mtv and stuff like that mm-hmm. like i do i but like like i would just listen to it and watch the video and stuff but i yeah. was never like oh i need to go buy this album or i like this yeah. artist and but eventually i just i guess something about eminem i i just was like oh i want to get this album and i got it well he broke so, that glass ceiling yeah. that kind of and so that eventually, you know, I got into Dr. Dre and WA, all of that. Yeah, know? yeah. So I started really getting into hip-hop, you know, Tupac, all that. Um, and yeah, and eventually I became an avid DMX fan as well. Yeah. yeah. Rough riders. <laughs> yeah. What you really want. Yeah. yeah. Were you so, about 16, 17 when all this was happening? Or a little younger, maybe? Yeah, you were probably like 15. Like Eminem's 15? Just about? Eminem was, yeah, when I was about 14, because okay. it was 1989. Oh, yeah. shit, we really might. <laughs> 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 okay, edit that out. He fell that for no, it, guys. He fell for it's it. all right. <laughs> Ladies, um, I'm Eminem's... a man. You'll like that. Okay, <laughs> he has wisdom. Girls like older guys, Yeah, okay? that's very true. I'm so, an example. <laughs> I'm literally the youngest person I've ever dated was 22, period. And how old were you? I was 25. Ooh, I know. juicy. That's, I know. that's for another episode. <laughs> we'll dive but, into that, yeah. Like, when I was 22, I was dating people like 28. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started dating you at 21. Yeah. So I guess mm-hmm. I'll just mention that those were like my favorite rappers at that time. I mean, they're still, and they're still pretty much Eminem, on the top DMX. of my list. They're like the Eminem, pioneers. Eminem, DMX, you Tupac, talk to Rachel. Uh, Nas. It is Ooh. weird because I didn't. I wasn't a big Eminem fan, but Eminem still. So when I was in middle school, my cousins that were living out in Cali were listening to Eminem, Exhibit, uh, Ludacris, um, and w- they would make like a yearly trip out there. I remember one year, I forget what it must have been around '99. Um, my cousin had his CD binder, and yeah, he had all these CD albums binders. in it. Binders, yeah. And I remember like seeing all these artists for the first time, and like I ever asked my cousin like, "Who's that one exhibition guy?" He's like. <laughs> Oh, you mean exhibit? <laughs> oh my god, pimp my ride? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like pre-pimp my ride. But I, I didn't really listen to them. But they got that got the wheels turning about hip hop for me, and I was just like, oh shit! Like I wonder Dang. what all these groups are like. So I grew up with hip hop. Yeah, yeah. I grew up with like more like uh, oldies, country, mm-hmm. and like old rock, like classic rock. I grew up hmm. with hip hop and oldies. Yeah, I grew but up with violins mainly. and pianos. <laughs> uh, well, another and thing, classic rock. Another thing that I would also do is write like lyrics in Spanish. Cause, so when I so when I was influenced by like the by like my regional you know Mexican music and all that stuff that like I would listen to when I was younger, mm-hmm. that also triggered something uh, I guess in writing shit. Love songs. And that's yeah, and that's why and that's why I mentioned it because it's it's what I grew up with. Um, oh, so the, so listening to those songs made you want to write like them kind of yeah, lyrically yeah. And, I, and actually my two influences from like Mexican music and stuff are Marco Antonio Solis and Juan Sebastian those are like my two top I've heard of Juan Sebastian yeah Juan those are like my two top singer songwriters it's Juan or Juan? Juan 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 where's he from 
Oh, he's from Mexico, but it's Joan. It's like, oh, it's, cool. it's, it's funny so because, a regional thing. because I actually just thought about this recently. It's, it's kind of like similar to Johan's Sebastian mm. Bach. Oh, okay. So oh, I'm like, oh, okay. It's not J-U-A-N. He has a no, big mustache, J-O-A-N. right? Got it. Yeah, yeah. He, that makes more yeah. sense. He passed away a few name. years ago. Wait, I have sadly, a big mustache. But, oh, I mean, you could still have it. Joan. Joan. I like that. But my goodness, at least he's like, he, you'll always know him. You've probably seen him on billboards around here. He has like that Jesus look. He's got that hair. If you yeah. see like the big billboards for the Mexican radio, like at the bus stops and stuff, it's always yeah, him. Yeah, he's like the one. He's usually the one in the center of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. Marco Antonio Solis. He used to be in this band called Los Bukis back in the day. So yeah, he's been at it. And he's like singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. And so, and so that's like somebody that I've also was one of my idols growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting back into like the high school and hip hop. Well, yeah, I started yeah. writing like poetry and stuff, and eventually I got interested in like putting uh, beats together. Mm-hmm. So I just started like this demo. Uh, thing called fruity loops it's mm. still around it's oh, called yeah. fruity loops yeah, yeah. fl studio now yeah fl yeah. studio now but it was fruity loops 3 that i got and i just started messing around making beats and stuff and that's, that's OG how beat making. it was like a free mm-hmm. it was like a free app right or yeah. like a free program well, i got the demo that's what i got the demo yeah. yeah in middle school and high school guys used to be on fruity loops all yep. the time yeah yeah, yeah. That and that's like okay people were like amateur producers yeah right i know what the fuck i'm doing that's when i realized that was the og soundcloud yeah it was fruity loops well to make music and eventually yeah i kept the you know i kept at it just doing that and then i would write start writing raps to it and stuff show it to a couple of friends and stuff and then some people were like, hey, these are some dope beats. Yeah. Shit like that. And I'm like, cool. But, you know. <laughs> Thanks. And, and I, I did get, like, a few people. I, I, once somebody did reach out to me, like, to be on some songs and stuff. Um, but but then they never really, you know. To make to, some beats for them or, or to no, rap? to actually to rap? rap on them. Okay, yeah. But then they never really, you know, it never really uh, happened. But Yeah. But, yeah, that's actually, that's one of the, that's my main, I guess that's my musical entrance to putting shit together and producing mm-hmm. and what well, you know a few years pass and i'm just doing that whatever so like just hip-hop rap more, songs were like yeah. the first songs you made mm-hmm. yeah, yeah just and just for fun yeah yeah and is that where no one's friend was born no 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 nobody's friend was actually recently oh no that was ike back oh, in the day oh ike okay that's where ike comes it's, from it's just because i could i guess that i guess i at one point i i uh i came across uh finding out that Ike is kind of like another way of Isaac or something, yeah, you know, similar yeah. to Isaac. I know this portion. I'm like, it's ah. like a nickname. No, like it's a... like an alter. I would just say it's like an alter ego. That's it's your. Like, that's your Miss Carter. It's an alternate name, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, Sasha Fierce. It's your. It's your Wheezy F yeah. baby. Yeah. Ooh. Kung Fu Kenny. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think Ike's cute. Don't you have a tattoo? Yeah. It says Ike. Yeah. Mariah's never seen it. I've never Damn. seen it. What? In case, in case we it's ever like lose them, tattoo, <laughs> it's like mosquito bite tattoo. I knew it. Is that, only, is that your only tattoo? Yeah, I mean, I initially want to get it some more. And you gotta get one now. I know. <gasps> I'm. I don't a have a tattoo. S-I-G-F world or a little flame. So, so yeah, I kept, yeah. So I kept making beats and stuff, and you know, making raps. I eventually made like a mixtape. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey. It, it called uh, "It's My Time." It's kind of you know. Production is kind of whack. Can but I still hear it? Sounds like Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. It's my it's, time. It sounds like a, <laughs> like lo-fi hip hop. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I'm dude. down. But like, it's, you know, it has its own category. Yeah. Like, like it's you know like it's not production in that great because you know I didn't have the proper tools and shit. But I was like, I want to fucking make this. Yeah. You should try to redo, just redo it. See what a world we live in now. Like back then, I could just be like, oh no, I just didn't do my greatest. Now you could just be like, oh no, it's lo-fi. And he goes like, oh, okay. wow. <laughs> it's a vibe. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's called recycling, guys. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> remixes. <laughs> I need to, actually need to get a hold of the rights because uh, back in the day, sorry, Mariah, Ludacris is 
record label. Oh, shit. There was this guy named Bobby Valentino who released a song called Slow Down. <laughs> yes. I just want to yes, get to dude. love you. Yeah, I remember. But, so anyways, I got that beat, so I want you know, I need to oh, you know, license those rights. Because I made a, because I made a, well, I used the actual beat because I made a remix. So I just heard the song, like, oh, I'm going to make a remix. It's actually oh, pretty funny. Fuck that. Post that shit online. No, what, was, what was Luda's record label? Uh, Disturbing, Disturbing the, the Peace? Peace? Yeah. Fuck that. Just post That's that really cool. DDP. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Because just post it. You won't get money for it. But if you go viral, who cares? Like, your other song will get money for it. Oh yeah, but man, it's my version was like, slow down, I just want to get to fuck you. <laughs> it was like a triple like X version. I love it. Was it was called 5 Remix, though. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, so then I'm I started releasing, I started, <laughs> so then I started, you know, pandering it out. Hey, five bucks. Five bucks. <laughs> so I did, you know, eventually get my, made money after oh, that. Oh God. Dope, that is dope. Wait. It was cool. I, had I just got called. like fully what you just said. Now I'm scarred. <laughs> I can picture you with like a like a heavy like uh, Levi jacket like like dark denim Ew. some Tims like I oh, but it see, wasn't yeah. like that it was more like people that I knew and shit. Yeah. Is that but, how you tell the girls? One time, yeah, one time I actually did try to give it to like this girl at McDonald's. Oh my God. <laughs> some girl that was going out here, I and did. I put my number in it too. You a hoe? Did she call Slow you? No, she wasn't trying to slow down for me. <laughs> I think like, don't be a hoe. I had this song also called A Girl I Love and one of, one of the, oh, my friends at the time he, he liked it uh, there was this part that said I like I love Mary Jane just like Peter Parker and he always loved that part it was funny <laughs> That's actually clever. Yeah, and actually, I actually think I should, I had I had done started a few years ago like re re recording some of these songs and like putting them on SoundCloud. Uh, so I so I need to get back on that and just but there's like a few of them up there right now. I I, I was also one of the few early I, I mean I w- I would consider myself one of the few early emo rappers because I would like write because I was kind of like this you know frustrated uh, person teen whatever. Angsty. Well, well, you know, mm-hmm. I never really showed it, but mm-hmm. like inside, I had like these feelings and darkness and shit. So I yeah. would just oh, yeah. write them down and shit. Dark, dark. dark I would always consider. I, I would. I would consider consider myself like the sad clown, which yeah. is you know, you're like sad inside, but like outside, you're like emit this the exterior. Yeah, so, this happiness. Yeah. You bring joy to other people while you're, but you're actually suffering yourself, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's how I was. Tyler the Creator style, kind of. Yeah, he is kind of doing that now. Oh, he did that sad. with like Flower Boy and stuff. Yeah, that's a very sad album. Yeah, so actually, one of the songs that I have on SoundCloud is another song. It's called Suicide Rap. So I have that up there. Yeah, man. I remember you would play all this stuff um, for me, like when we were sitting in the in the edit room yeah. at that's AZPM so cool. and stuff. Um, total. I, I I know what you mean about like emo vibes because like when I would hear it, I would it would remind me of like the oldies, like the old like heartbreak oldies in a way. <laughs> Mixed with like like that hip hop influence, so it was really dope, man. It was really fucking dope. When did you first hear Isaac's music? Because when oh, I first heard question. it, I was like, it was shocked. back. It was hold back up, when we were working at AZP. <laughs> Literally, I think you you were like kind of just entering like a rock phase around that yeah, time. Yeah. Um, but most of the stuff you showed me at when then was like your hip hop stuff. Yeah. Um, and then soon after started coming like the rock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so eventually, so yeah, I was making beats and stuff, and I did all that, whatever. 2006, I think it was when I was doing that. And then I was like, you know what? You know what I want to do? Because at that time, I was also listening to hip-hop music, and a lot of them had, like, guitars and shit in there. And I was like, I want to play guitar. Guitar. So it was, like, Black Friday or some shit, I remember. And I went to Target and got this cheap-ass guitar for, like, 100 bucks. Wait, like, did you not know how to play? One no. of those, like, first-act guitars. You taught yourself guitar? Yeah, so I started teaching. You taught yourself teaching everything, that. pretty yeah, much, so right? Are you self-taught musician? 
uh, for the most part, the one thing that I that I learned myself, actually, because I forgot to mention this, my very first instrument like of, that I officially played was the clarinet. Yeah. I started Aww, playing that in middle school. Really? At Woodwind Gang. Yeah. <laughs> That's do, you right. play, do you play all the woodwinds? What uh, are the woodwinds? It's, uh, it's usually sax and clarinet. Anything like a reed, yeah. Sax. Oh, okay. I mean, so like, but there's yeah. also Use the, that reed. There's also, you know, bassoon. You, you get into, yeah, oboe, bassoon. Yeah. No, flutes. Uh, I know flutes are considered a woodwind, yeah, though. Considered a woodwind. Do you play yeah. the Because flute? originally flutes, flutes were wooden. Do you play the flute? Mm, I haven't played. Actually, my, one of my cousins would play the flute. We were both in band together. Papa yeah. Montijo plays mm. the flute. Yeah, yeah, my dad. My, his dad oh, cool. makes my dad flutes makes at home. Flutes. Yeah, and yeah. Oh my, you don't have a picture of yours? No, he just made me Do one. Do you play it's the a, flute? No, no, but like I, I, well, you're, yeah, you're I have, good. I have a flute to play now, so. But uh, he made like a like a a wood one. No, it's a, it's made out of PVC pipe. But he designed it, and it looks like pop up. He trademarked yeah. it. Holding out on me. D- Josh's dad's flutes are so impressive. Like you could yeah. tell he puts his heart into them, and they're so beautiful. And and like he made one for each of the boys when we went to Arizona a few weeks yeah. ago. And there's like little feathers on them. It's so beautiful. Your dad's yeah, adorable. It's, awesome, it's really really cute. Your, your parents, if you're listening, hello. Hi. <laughs> They're so listening. cute. They're listening at some point. Oh. Yeah. I'm so sorry for all the things that we have said. No, no apologies nah. needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, so I'm ta- sorry, okay? <laughs> yeah, so I just started playing guitar and, you know, taught myself guitar, whatever. And, I saw, um, saw the DVD that it came with it. Clarinet Aww. was in middle school, you said? Yeah, clarinet was uh, in like middle for school. school. But I eventually dropped out, and, you know, in the future, future me was like... Fuck, should have stayed in that shit, dude. That's because I love music. That's I thought. It's actually dance, yeah. crazy because I so I played uh, saxophone in middle school and dropped out because uh, I wanted to switch to guitar. And my band teacher at the time was like, "You should stick with the sax." Like, and and then I I dropped out and then I stopped playing anything altogether. Mm. But then I picked up guitar like here and there, mm-hmm. like in high school a little bit, but never full never fledged. Never like yeah. again, again. Yeah, never like <clears throat> Ike. Ike. Yeah, you're anyway, a baddie. Didn't didn't you go to state for the saxophone? I did the state competition. Mm. Were you good? <laughs> yeah, I played I played the baritone sax, so there wasn't very many baritone sax <laughs> he players. He fucking played Baker Street. Yeah, <laughs> so it was like a huge ass saxophone that like took <laughs> so, takes up most of your body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I went to uh, band camp at NAU Northern Arizona University. I was there for a week, and uh, I made the symphonic like you go there you try out and they place you in a band and i made like the symphonic band which is like the, the so top one when's the last time you played middle school I, but like i could if i could probably pick a sax up now and i could remember most of the notes and stuff but yeah. it would take me a little while to get to it you should but, do you miss it yeah sometimes i do oh my god go to guitar center see what's yeah. on sale just get on craigslist get see if the, you should get on Ange assignment speak craigslist Sex. Always, oh my god! I've bought instruments on Craigslist before. I'm yeah. sure it worked out. You were there. This is where I found the cornet. I forgot the cornet for sixty bucks on Craigslist. You and you were the one yeah. that helped me Which get I my. Which I still need to tackle uh, brass instruments. That's, and I also have uh, I also have a violin back here that, that I need to tackle. Is that a trumpet? It's, uh, it's a cornet. It's, <gasps> yeah, it's basically right. there you go. <laughs> Can you do that? I'll try it later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyone. Isaac's great to take on Craigslist music hunts. You were with me when I got the the piano. Yeah. The little baby piano for Fernanda. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, and the your piano. That's oh, right. Yeah. And your baby grand, baby grand Isaac piano. Isaac is a baby grand piano made out of walnut, and it's the most beautiful thing on the planet. Real ivory. Yeah, yeah. we don't talk about that. Sorry, yeah. humanitarian. People. I mean, it already <laughs> happened. It already yeah. happened. It's an old. Yeah, piano. we didn't. It's, yeah. seek it's from out the. It's the from the thirties, Isaac, or forties. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, huh. uh, so yeah, so I kept playing uh, guitar. Uh, so my uh, my music influence and like genres that I would listen to would fluctuate. So eventually, while by playing guitar, I got back into like the Mexican music and stuff, and started and started like you know learning. I started learning some of that and started learning some like rock songs too. Mm-hmm. So that's I guess that's the other thing is because I started playing guitar, I wanted to learn you know stuff that uses guitar. Mm-hmm, of course. But also some of the hip hop songs that use guitar was like. Uh, juvenile slow motion for me. That song is a vibe. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I got started learning more. You know, getting better at guitar and learning how to play, like some Mexican stuff and whatever. And eventually, I think I don't know. I don't know when, I, I, how how long it took, but I eventually decided I want to try accordion. So I found like a cheap accordion on uh, eBay. Oh, cool. For, like. 120 bucks or some shit and so i just got it and it was a button accordion the ones that like a lot of mexican people musicians use mm-hmm. so i started learning with that and that was pretty dope oh, versus like a key accordion yeah okay. i have a yeah. keyboard accordion now because keyboard where's your or accordion? Piano accordion it's in the case over here oh shit ah, the cool. reason i the reason I, I opted for a piano accordion instead is because uh it's a it's a little more flexible in uh what you can play because mm-hmm. it's chromatic you know people if you know what i'm talking about that's, you know you know <laughs> you know you know it has and, to do with like the scales right yeah like how the yeah progression so it's right there the, you got you got pretty notes. much you got pretty much all the notes whereas in the button accordion it, you only have certain notes so you got you have what i used to have was a, what's known as a gcf accordion because it's diatonic okay so like there's okay. certain notes you you don't have there you don't have certain sharp oh, notes you don't so have, if you want to play a song that has a certain yeah so you have to have key, like sets, you have to like you have to have at least two three sets a set of accordions yeah. wow do you have yeah. a favorite instrument shit i don't know I, it depends on what i'm feeling i guess um top three i guess just do the power trio it's my top three what's the power drums guitar bass guitar bass drums in that order are uh, uh, drums let me depends get, on the mood drums dude. guitar bass yeah. i think drums is second I have a feeling uh, it's, it's hard because i really like drums at the moment that's like oh, yeah and okay. it's also different uh See, because drums, it's and drums you have it's more of a, it's more of a dynamic and rhythmic, uh, instrument. Mm-hmm. So you're controlling like how loud, how soft you're playing, and also like what rhythms you're doing, mm-hmm. and then you change it up, and right. you can be in different times or same times, and you yeah. know just depending on how you're playing, it mm-hmm. makes it sound pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And well, like guitar, you it's it's like um you, you have your it's more of a melody you're trying to get. So it's like. So it's kind of hard for me to say like, oh, I like this versus this, mm-hmm. just because of the different things. But I really enjoy the drums just because, I don't know, the versati- versatility I can get. And, you know, you have all your different symbols and shit. Yeah. Right, so can... right. And, uh, and hard, a lot of people man. actually don't know, but you actually do tune drums too. So each, like, tom drum is tuned, it's set to a different pitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Do and they usually the way I do it is like to the Star Wars dun 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 dun. <laughs> That's like your bass line. Yeah. That's fun. Whoa! So you can, as a musician, you can choose what you want each one to be at based on what you're playing. Mm-hmm. But do for like so let's say I wanted to see Blink One Eighty Two loud live <laughs> laugh. So um. You're touring with, with Lil Wayne this summer, by the way. Oh my god, I saw that. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so excited. So. That's gonna be dope. If I yeah. want, if I'm, I'm watching Travis Barker do his thing. Is he adjusting the the tuning for each song, or does he have to no. choose one, like a, a baseline? He just has his own, his own whatever he uses. Like that's a set, his, like his own set tuning. They, yeah. Favorite drummer, and they build their songs based on that. Like, <clears throat> like a favorite drummer. Uh, 
John Convertino, shout out. From what? Calexico. Oh. Ooh, oh, shit. again and again. <laughs> yeah. No, he's cool. Travis Barker's cool too, and then Taylor oh. Hawkins, and of oh, course I, Dave uh, Dave Grohl. I listened to Dave his really um, oh. the one you sent me the um, his oh, po- the podcast the, with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan Travis podcast, Barker. yeah, yeah. But there's oh, a lot of people. Wow, See, the yeah. issue with me is that I don't really know. Uh, I, I I don't. I'm no love. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a lot of uh, a lot of like names and stuff. People. Yeah. So I, but I guess the ones that I know, maybe I know them for a reason, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how it is with um with me and. Uh, did I, I mention Stuart Cop- Copeland? I did. I don't think you said Stuart Copeland. No. He's from no. the police. Um. Mm. The only like real drummer bit name I know, I mean, aside from like Travis Barker, yeah. but uh, Neil Pert from Rush. Yeah. Like those, like the the names you know, you oh, know Jason for a Siegel. reason. <laughs> Jason yeah. fucking Siegel, Wait, dude. He's, Jason Siegel, he's got a thirty-three, a thirty-two piece. Yeah. He eventually must have gotten a bigger piece. Thirty-three. <laughs> yeah, the actor, the, the actor, drummer, yeah. yeah. Drums? Yeah. Is he good? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's really hell? good. Well, because he mentioned Rush, and I know that he was into Rush because I didn't of know that. that. Bill Burr, the comedian, is a avid oh, I think drummer he's as well. So funny. Yeah. Like he's so I don't know but I find man, him oddly attractive. But yeah, speaking of like favorites and stuff, <laughs> Silver. See, because with guitars you can do different things. I consider myself more of a rhythm guitarist okay. when it comes to like uh, doing covers and stuff. Uh, but I mean, I can do like, I mean, I guess if I studied studied a song well enough, I could do like their solos and shit and do like the main guitar parts. Um, but I mainly I think I mainly uh, do more. A lot of the instruments instations that I do and stuff. A lot of mm-hmm. things that I like to do with my stuff is more originals. Okay. I, I really do covers, and I feel like if I do covers, I'm I'm more I'm more of the instrumentalist. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be a vocalist in that. Okay. For covers. Yeah, not that yeah. there's nothing wrong with my vocals. I just I As just it, feel like my focus you... would be better. Like, why just, Why do you think that is? Uh, I think maybe I I I at one point I stopped really uh, memorizing lyrics that well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it's. It'll be easier for somebody else to just handle that part, and then uh, right when it comes to covers. But I mean, there's mm-hmm. certain covers that I can do because mm-hmm. it's just songs that I've been practicing a lot, or like play a lot, or like yeah. you just know because yeah. you love them. Yeah, and singing like the lyrics. I mean, you can sing a different style. You could, like the like the band we watched. They had a, they put a certain flair on eighty songs, but you the, can sing like this. Yeah. but the <laughs> instrumentation is what really like it, you have. I think a little more freedom, yeah. like where you can kind of like. You can make it sound totally different than what it than the cut than the original version did. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I can understand it from that perspective too. That's tight. I had a question. Mm-hmm. So like moving to LA and obviously like you're a musician, blah blah blah. But I think I know this already. But you were into you're into film scoring, right? Is that a goal in life, or not really? Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Yes and no. I don't know about scoring. If I would score, I mean, it might be a fun challenge and stuff. But I'd feel like I'd be more into the sound design aspect of it. Okay. Can you expand on that? Like what it is? Oh, just like creating like, you know, the sound of the overall uh, like scene. The world, like the sound yeah. world? Yeah. So, you know, you have your sound effects, your Foley, your ADR, your your dialogue. Mm. So you put all that together and then you mix it up. So you make you you cre- you basically create the space with sound, right? So sound is so and then actual more music yeah, comes could, in later yeah. by the composer with the score. Yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. I mean, I wouldn't mind composing. The only thing is that I, I mean, I'm, I am, I am, uh, you know, I'm knowledgeable in like reading and writing music and stuff, but I don't do it heavily. Got it. To where I can, you know, say here, here, this is Just the write up some notes. This is the cello part. Here, this is the violin part. You know, I can't. Mm. 
I mean, that would, or to like mm-hmm. give to another musician to yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is what I envision. Because, because envision- I would have to do, like you know, I don't know if I would be able to do. I mean, I'm not gonna sell myself short, right? But yeah, it, it would be it would be a fun challenge just having to because you have to create like different music for like all of the instrumentation, well, me and you know. Are writing and stuff, then there's so. and then there's different like like not all not all you know there's different. Uh, Instruments are in different pitches, so you have your, your different staffs and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm, it's pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty cool, though. Like, I really enjoy that. And I was, uh, so, well, before I get into that, let me go back. So, yeah, okay. I started playing guitar. I uh, got the accordion, played some accordion, and did some recording with that. And eventually I said, I want an electric guitar. So I, I found an electric guitar uh, one of my cousins had, and he was he just sold it to me for, like, 60 bucks or whatever, you know, with an amp in it. I'm like, sure, why not? He wasn't using it. Like, I'll take it. So, you know, I had that, and I started messing with that. And I think that's when I started getting into rock uh, more. Because, I mean, I had listened to rock and stuff uh, before and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I started getting into rock, playing rock music, like, doing solos. Uh, one of the, some Mexican bands, like, uh, Hombres Head was one of them. So I started doing some of their music. And I just I just got into that and started doing um putting that into more of my stuff. At that at that moment I was also um at that moment when I got the electric guitar I was also doing hip hop uh with uh with a couple of people uh, collaborating uh Uh-oh. because it was around that time that I uh got connected with that group cuz I uh, I started le- learning more cultural stuff and stuff and then I got connected with that group uh uh Tierra Libertad TYLO. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tierra Libertad organization which is you know we had that whole farming community uh thing happening down there so it was like about social justice and community organizing yeah, shit, stuff yeah. like that yeah talk about that a little bit <clears throat> i don't know about this that's really cool so yeah i was I, I got involved into that i was involved in that my cousin still does all that he's still part of that he's he's like a he's like an organizer you know he, he promotes stuff yeah he's and he goes he go he travels a lot so he goes and you know he's like kind of spreading awareness and shit so you know they're doing their things pretty dope um but yeah, I did all that. I helped out with the gardening for a bit, you know, built a garden in the in the in the barrio. That's what it's called. Yeah. And I had like a summer job as a youth organizer, uh, so we would do stuff like that. And you know, I would, I, I mean, I was still you know, uh, working on music and writing stuff. And then one of the people, a few of the people there, they actually uh, had a, a local a local duo, a band, mm-hmm. like a, a, a no, rap duo called the Revelarte. And uh, so w- they would actually be they were connected with uh, with this organization or this group. And uh, one of the one of the guys from there, he, we got together and start, started thinking about working on like, some songs and stuff. So mm-hmm. I actually put out a few a few. I think they're not on my SoundCloud. They're on my YouTube. Uh, I have a few songs up there that are kind of like uh, addressed uh, or directed towards like social justice and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I did that. So I actually did did st- was doing that at that moment too. While I was, you know, also learning how to play my electric guitar and whatever. Um, and eventually we, uh, it was only one song, but we performed because there was this event called uh, Think, Talk, Take Action that's at cool. uh, the Rialto. Yeah. So I got to perform at the Rialto. Oh, that's dope, man. What's that? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, uh, a, it's, yeah. it's a theater. It's, yeah, it's just like, uh, what's the one here? Chain um, Reaction? No? It's like... Uh, no, it's more so like the one downtown, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's like the L Ray kind of... Oh, like Elray's a, a great like a example. Yeah. I think, but okay. bigger. Elray's bigger. Oh, yeah. okay. It's a cool venue. So I did one song. It was called what was it called? Uh, what was that like? Oh, it was called Lagrimas y Sudor. It was cool. It was a dope song. Actually, in that song, uh, I made the beat. 
uh, I put some a guitar in it, dun, 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 you know, and then I put some accordion in it, and boom, I was like, whoa, damn, this has that social justice sound for sure. <laughs> do, 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 do. It's wow. a cool song. When you think of yourself as a musician, do you think of yourself as the, a performer, singer, songwriter? Like, how do you see yourself? Uh, the, or, the, well, I see myself as a performer last, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Only because I've always had this uh, a shyness, and that's the only thing that, that has held me back from being like, like an actual performer. Mm-hmm. With the you know, but I'm trying to push myself out there, just like doing that like uh, that little open mic thing we did uh, that one. Uh, oh yeah, a few weeks uh, ago. Shout out what what the artist. Um, Coffee, uh, drunk, drunken workshop. Drunken workshop. Yeah, yeah drunken workshop. Go. I saw that. Shout so, out so maybe Bell and Hala. Yeah. So maybe that I'll do some more of yeah. that. You know. Mm-hmm. But initially, what I really want to be is like a, a songwriter, just because I feel like that's a songwriter and producer. Oh, that'd be really because, sick. You know, because that's where my talents are really strong, I think. Like putting, how, like helping putting artists. lyrics together, putting music together, like instrumentation parts and all that, melodies, mm-hmm. harmonies. And, um, and eventually, I, I feel like it's going to be not as stressful because I can just, you know, sell my songs, cash my checks for Make my copyrighted music money. and shit. Yeah. Right, yeah. Shit like that. I think that'd be wonderful. Like one of my faves, Ed Sheeran, he does that all the time. Obviously, he's like a mega star a on his own do, with yeah. his music. And so, yeah, Kelly Clarkson does it. Uh, Neo. Neo. Yeah, tons of big artists. Like half the time, you won't know that another. <laughs> you won't know. <laughs> City Girls. Mm-hmm. You won't know half Act the time a song that you're jamming to that like Justin Bieber singing Ed Sheeran wrote. Yeah. Right. yeah. Like that's oh, that's such a good Ed way to wrote money. a bunch if of like, One Direction Yeah, Ed Sheeran wrote a bunch of One Direction. The Dream helped. Well, there's actually one person that comes to mind too that I've that I've that I've uh, that I've known of is a uh, Max Martin. He's mm-hmm. like big in the pop realm, kind of like oh, cool. most of the songs okay. that you've heard in the pop realm. Like uh, he's at the root. I know of he's it. helped Taylor Swift a lot, and he's got like a lot of music out there. That's why yeah. I don't know him. <laughs> oh no! Well, he's also well, he's also he's like everybody. He's kind of like a behind right? the scenes guy. I yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's like, swell. And that's how I kind of wouldn't mind being, you know, somebody who. That's what you made me think of. I, I wouldn't mind like being known in the industry. But not, necessarily, right. but not necessarily by like on a public. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how man. does yeah. how does that work? So do you kind of have your produ- your own little studio production company, and like I could come to you as a vocalist, being like, I need a song. No, I think help I me. Think like, happens, how does that work? I think I think well, I think it starts off the way that I'm trying to start it right now, which is by a little demo or EP, and then people hear it like, oh, I like your shit, and then maybe they start trying to buy you my start shit working with or and working then you with me. Make it happen. Uh, another okay. thing I would actually be interested in doing. Anybody out there listening, and you know what's up. Uh, is uh, doing like uh, studio uh, like studio musician work okay. where you just get called into like a recording studio you know just to do yeah. a, like a guitar part or a drum mm-hmm. part or something yeah so if I would do that that'd be dope um, uh, the only time I've ever done anything like that is never I'm just kidding <laughs> I've done vocals because as mm-hmm. you've heard I always, I always tell the story because it's my one claim to fame is that when I helped yeah, Calexico man. out yeah. yeah. Um, so that was that one time. So I'll get, I guess I'll get to that. So yeah, I started working on hip hop and stuff, and eventually evolved from there. Um, did that thing uh, at the Rialto. It was just that one time thing, but I have a few of those songs up. Um, and eventually, you know, with with all this, I'm still, you know, if you heard my first episode about my jobs and stuff, this is all happening during the same times. Yeah, it's yeah. all. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. At the so, Mex- so you at the Mexican, at the Mexican grill. grill. So it's all kind of overlapped. I, I was in at the Mexican grill there because that's when I had 
I had, I, mm-hmm. I, had I was I was at the I was helping the community there. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. I was doing I had my summer job so I wasn't right. Right. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's right yeah. And then uh, if I had mentioned that I've worked that I, I I think I mentioned that I eventually worked at an Asian restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was after that summer job, so mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was throughout. So it was actually when I started working there that I was actually performing at the Rialto too. So ah okay cool. So it was one day after you know my shift was done I had to go home change where, go to this event. Where were you in terms of school? Was school happening yet? No. Ah, okay. Post okay. high school, no, this was but a, not. Yeah, this like was two thousand nine. Yeah. Okay. What made you decide to go back to school? Yeah, well, we'll get, get to that. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. I like it. I like Anyways, it. Anyways, yeah. Oh yeah. So I was working at that pl- at that Asian restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at the Asian restaurant. I met who would be who would then become my girlfriend. Hey. Uh, so we actually eventually moved in together. During that phase, I'm still you know working on music myself. Just. Always playing, always playing my acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. My acoustic guitar eventually got warped. I used to have a Fender uh, acoustic electric guitar. Oh, got warped. Yeah, I had to give that one up. But now because I don't of have, the heat. I don't know what happened. I think it was humidity once. Humidity, oh. yeah, yeah. Dude. I've I've heard a That'll few people say that monsoon season ruined their guitars. Really? Yeah, I oh, think it yeah. happened to my cousins at one point. He had to go and get it like reworked. They. No, no, Alex. Alex. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but we know he Alex. Was, he was like apprenticing Friend under a... Uh, if I would have known him then, I would have been like, hey, yeah, we man. worked my guitar. But no. he was he was apprenticing under a, uh, under yeah, a guitar. He yeah, like a guitar tech. Yeah, he and he would like yeah. take his own Alex, stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Work it on it, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's crazy because like it's such a dry climate. And that's what everything Normally, in your life is used is, to. Yeah. And then you just like, imagine just like smack down of just like wetness. And it's just everything's out of whack. Yeah, no, every but... summer it was just raining for like a month and a half. But mm-hmm. it was still as hot as it would be. We don't have would be. Too. Yeah, oh, yeah. the best. Yeah, so during that time, I guess I wasn't uh, as heavily active. I mean, I can't really think. Musically? musically? Yeah, musically. I mean, I, yeah, I would still, you know, always play my guitar, practice You're my guitar. You're all in love, doing a thing. No, yeah, but I mean, I was still, you know, doing my, doing my, uh, like, practicing covers and stuff. Uh, well, like, as far as, like... Writing some things, but I wasn't really, recording like... Recording and, yeah. like, writing. I, like, I would, I would still make beats and stuff. But everything was internal, like, to yourself, kind of? Yeah, yeah. A lot of it was, like, kept until, yeah, until I eventually, uh, I found my way to, to, like, school. So, that was in probably, like, in 2012, so... Like, so that's kind of a nice little span, I think, like probably yeah. two, three years that I was, you know, still doing my thing, but not as, I guess, uh, but, oh yeah, because, well, right, listen, listeners will get to learn a little more about me. Damn. It's so like, yeah. IKE insights. Yeah. So my girlfriend at that time, she also, <laughs> she also had a daughter. So, you know, so I was kind of involved in, you know, in like having a little family and stuff. You yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But you know, but she's, she was, she's also very musically talented. Oh, the daughter. child? Yeah, shout out Marley. Shout out. Congratulations and <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's graduated. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess that's one of the things that uh that you know kind of took over in a way. Yeah, you, you, you had a family, and, and, you had and a not life. in a bad way. No. Like you know, it was just like that's where I was at, and you know, it was good. Yeah. And so I was doing that. I was back at the Mexican Grill. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> they freaking closed. Are we ever gonna reveal the name? <laughs> oh, I thought we had La Salsa. I don't care. I think it's signing me in at this point. Yeah. Shout out La Salsa. La 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 Salsa. They can't get to me now. Because <laughs> they broke. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you don't exist. They shut down. Yo, but wow. if you guys want to sponsor us, like, definitely hit us up. <laughs> we can, we well, can open you back up. They have the California location still over here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but well, they're different owners. Ah, yeah, uh, okay, okay. Oh. They're not affiliated. Um, hey, but, La Salsa. <laughs> but yeah, I started doing that. And yeah, I, Mexican music was like where I was at. Uh, mm-hmm. I would make some beats and stuff. Um. And it's funny, at that point, I got back into Mexican music, and at that point, there, 
what was popular was like these narco corridos and shit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's like you hear this music and oh that music it sounds like kind of positive shit you hear yeah. the fucking lyrics they're like I'm gonna decapitate you yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking get my AK and all yeah. this bullshit I'm like fuck Mexicans know how to make shit sound good cause it was music made kind of for like cartels in a way right yeah, shit. like yeah yeah so corridos was one of the things that I got into I started I also started getting really into like rock and stuff um yeah. so I guess like Led Zeppelin, um, different different genres of rock. So, so classic rock first. Them. Classic rock first, yeah. But also Kings of Leon was one of them, oh, which has damn, like, yeah. you know, kind of an alternative rock. Um, Foo Fighters. Yeah. Uh, the Doors, Tom Petty. Oh. These are these are like a lot of a lot of my influences. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's some that's that's a, that's I mean that's kind of like where I was at at that moment uh, as far as like instrumentation. I was I just had my guitar. And this um, was right before school was upon you. Yeah, eventually a piano made it to the house, an upright piano, and I started you know messing with that as well. What and are the upright? The upright ones are like kind of sit against a wall. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Are they different than like? Do they sound or play different? A, a little bit, slightly, Aww. just because of the space um, that you're giving it, mm-hmm. and all that you know, it's kind of like compact. Um, at my old job, we did it I, for my intro. They did a tour. And I was lucky, like, I was the only person there doing the tour, so it was just me and this guy. And we walked into one of the rooms, and I, by happenstance, it happened to be when the woman who tunes the pianos was tuning all the pianos. So there's eight grand pianos, like, mm-hmm. all taken apart in different stages. And, like, she gave, we spent, like, an hour with her just talking about pianos. It yeah. was so yeah. fucking sick. I learned super so, intricate. I learned so much. And she was, like, she's, like, see, look at how this one sounds. Because she's, like, the tuning process takes days. Yeah. Like, days. especially for grand pianos because, like, she takes them apart. Wow. And I guess the pianos that were at this place, like, I didn't know this, but when you're a concert pianist, you can't, you don't travel with a grand piano. You have to oh, use yeah. what is use in the, the venue. venue. Yeah. yeah. So, you, like venues that's how venues get people to come like if you're known for a good piano yeah. and like these pianos she's yep. like no these pianos are the shit like people come here for these pianos oh wow like john legend did a concert there like people fuck with these pianos and i like just stuff like that you don't think about and mm. but you isaac you would have been dying like it was so fucking cool i'm dead already like <laughs> just like i was so because i don't really know anything but i was just so dumbfounded like seeing inside a grand and like the soft little keys so cool yeah like and like they were all black she's like this one's made of this and this is made of, oh so cool that's so, freaking awesome yeah. yeah well something that i failed to mention about uh like around 2009 i also had gotten was a uh, got had gotten into talks with some guy about putting together a little group like a little regional Mexican group, and I was like, "Yeah, sure." And they wanted me to do the accordion, so you know, I went over there and did accordion. But it wasn't. It, but ever since since the beginning, I felt like it wasn't really gonna work out, because then the other people that got kind of like into recruited were weren't really. I I felt like we were using they weren't using us to the best of our talents. I feel like I would have been better on guitar. The person that was doing guitar had, was just like barely starting and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. Or like that was that was basically his way of starting, trying to get into that. So but right. because like, you played the accordion, they wanted. Yeah, and I mean it was and it was and it was fun, but but then the one guy that was trying to get it together, he eventually got recruited into another group, so that, so that kind of didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but during that time too, I had the electric the, the electric guitar that I had there. Uh, I I fucking lost it because uh, during that whole that whole thing, uh, one of the other band members was using it. And then we just lost contact and shit, you know. Oh fuck! But it, was, but, it, but it was, but it was, you know. But it was, I mean, it's Stab it sucks. But, I mean, it was, it was, uh, you know, 
shake. Kind of a cheap guitar, but still. It's the principle. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. And I eventually him. got my uh, my Fender Squire Strat, which, you know, hey. if musicians out there, uh, it's I know what not necessarily the best. You know, it's uh-huh. better. It's better than than beginners, but it is one of the, like a beginner guitar. But okay. the thing is that I'm gonna I'm modding it, so I'm gonna make it like my own shit. You know, so oh cool. So it's not gonna be like a regular Squire Strat. It's gonna you know because <laughs> I want because be I want something to be specific to me so that you know when you hear my fucking guitar you're like oh yeah that's an yeah. Ike. That's is that, a, is that a thing for guitarists to do? Is that common? Yeah, sometimes. It also depends on like the settings they have, like put their pedals and everything, uh, mm. amps and stuff. Yeah, when, when it's so go, cool. going back to Alex when he was doing that internship when he was uh, helping um, repair guitars and stuff, I didn't know that like all of like the pi- like the pickups can be changed, all this yeah. stuff can be like yeah. the I didn't realize can and be... also that every single piece is there for a purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I didn't sure. realize that at all. Yeah, I'm right. It's crazy. Yeah, super it's cool mechanical and stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Nice. So yeah. So that happened, but eventually I got a guitar during this period. Uh, I got another electric guitar Fender. I found it on Craigslist. What's up again? <laughs> Shout go. out Craigslist. Okay. Um, so I got that, and eventually I found a bass on Craigslist. But that's that's before that's after I got into school and stuff. So what happened was that my girlfriend at the time I mentioned this in the last episode. She had a half sister that showed up eventually, uh, because they had never met. So she just showed up at the front door once. And I was there at home alone, and so I, I greeted her, and I was just like, what the fuck's happening right now? <laughs> That's a lot. Showed up, like... Showed up, hey, does so-and-so live here? And I was like... Like, long off? And I was like, wow. no, because she said a different name. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, no, but so-and-so does. Oh, that's who I met. <laughs> you know, I was just trying to kind of... Did she show up, like, like pissed? No, no, just kind of okay. like... I don't know. She looked kind of like she was... Because, well, she was about to do something that was a big thing, you know? Yeah, like, she was, like, doing. nervous, yeah. kind of, yeah. yeah. So this was, a, just to clarify, like, a long-lost sister. Yeah. Got it. So, and okay. then she gave me a card, a letter to give to her, and then yeah. gave to her, and, you know, we met. Wow. Eventually, you know, so that's so that's one story in and, in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's But a lot. anyways, through that, uh, so her, my, so her daughter, her daughter would, would also do gymnastics, and I, I would mess around with, like, her videos and stuff, and... You know, with um, with fucking Windows Movie Maker and shit, just yeah, fucking yeah. around, and then so edit them and add yeah. add music and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. little fucking credits or whatever. Yeah, and in the credits, I called myself Ike Rogers. <laughs> 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 that was my fucking alias. Uh, but anyways, uh, so she eventually saw that, like the half sister saw that, and yeah, yeah, I mentioned it last time. It was her name's Rose. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And and then she's like, oh, you know what? I work at uh, AZ at this place, AZPM. Um, you might like you might want to be interested in something like that and i'm like oh yeah so it was like a, i wasn't the the idea was to get into like post-production yeah uh but i went but i went in there and, and i just got into studio production which is fine i'm like yeah sure i just want to be here mm-hmm. uh but anyways and it, that was that was actually uh the jobs that they had the positions were student positions so mm, oh in order to you know be eligible to work there you had to have like, like three credits or something yeah. so you went to yeah. so you enrolled so i was like Wow, let's see what I can do then, cause this is interesting. And I'm like, but huh? But how am I gonna do this? I ain't, I ain't got money, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I kind of, you know, I did the whole research and financial aid and all that, and you know, looked. I, but I actually didn't even do financial aid yet. It was, it was like a, a spring class, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I took a spring class. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, the se- what you would consider like the second half of, you know, your school year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took uh, recording, music production, and recording at Pima. 
And that was pretty interesting. I took in my accordion once because we were like to recording like, oh, fuck it, why not? Yeah, yeah. And I took mm-hmm. it in and then, you know, I played my accordion in front of I played, uh, one of the beats I would do is, uh, 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 what's it called? The Tupac song, uh, I won't deny it. I'm not oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to fuck with me. Yeah, I would play. Uh, so just stuff like that. At that at that point, also that 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 song "Glad You Came" was popular. Yeah, so I was yeah. able to I'm do that. Like, so I was playing stuff like that, and then I played some Mexican things too. And they got recorded, and so one of our projects was to like to get the different because we recorded different instruments too. Mm-hmm. So we basically got all that, all the files, and we we create our own beats and shit. Oh, and wow. I created something called "Can the Accordion Get Some." That's what I called it. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I remember that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So that was how I, I need got to hear that. So that was actually how I got into school and what led into this whole musical thing. And then, so after that, I was like, I need to do more research into what I'm doing here. And so I looked at like what Pima had to offer and stuff. So I enrolled in as a music major, but with the intention to eventually transfer to the U of A. Um, so I made sure like. I was like picking my classes and stuff, and mm-hmm. I went through like this thing of like, oh, what do I, what would I want to do? Because uh, the thing about Pima is that you either like study as a per- you kind of study performance, mm-hmm. you know, or like theory or something. So you had to be focused on an instrument and stuff, which was why I wanted to transfer to U of A because you didn't have to do that at U of A because because I don't see myself attached to one certain instrument, you know. I like to just create and learn what I can from everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to get a degree in a certain instrument that like. Yeah. You, you want it's cool you like to play but like that's not yeah you're not trying to stick to one you want to be like a musician i'm not trying everything. to be the a engineer virtuoso. yeah virtuoso. Yeah. yeah so uh yeah so i looked into that and got yeah started taking those classes and i thought about oh what would i want to do because i because i still needed to take a focus on an instrument and i thought oh maybe percussion would be cool you know for the u of a you had to well for pima oh pima, pima. Yeah. okay yeah, yeah i was like thinking like oh well what can i do no it's gonna be a lot. Like, ah, oh, I really like brass, but sax would be expensive. Ah, oh, like damn. Uh, so no, that didn't happen. I was like, why don't I just try guitar? I mean, I already have a guitar. Why am I, why am I not trying to make that a thing? Yeah. So yeah. I started. So I actually uh, got into. A sem- I only did a semester, I think, or I think it was a year maybe, of a classic guitar at Pima. So that's one. Uh, so that's one of the instances where I wasn't self-taught. Mm-hmm. It's there. And then another time, because for Pima, you took different classes. So I took, like, piano, uh, two semesters or two years of piano. Yeah. And so that's that was my introduction to piano, like, just playing that. But after you had that kind of bass, were you able to kind of Yeah, yeah. Well, you, and usually, I, like, I create, so that's more my thing. I'm like, oh, I, like, do shit. And, you know, I either start off with a piano or a guitar little part, and I could either uh, transfer that to whatever, like, mm-hmm. I'm... Whatever you kind of, whatever I feel would sound better for what I'm trying to do or achieve. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that was my journey into into school. And yeah, I took all those classes at Pima, music theory. I was pretty well in music theory. Uh, and actually, every every uh, every time I was in school, I actually took summer classes. So I never oh, like cool. really took a break. So, because I was like working towards, you know, I want to get this done kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Totally, man. Before I'm 30 or by the time I'm 30. Because, yeah. Because I started, you know, school a little bit late, which is cool though, because everything kind of happened when, at the right when it was supposed mm-hmm. to happen, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, here I am. What's up? And it was oh, when ahead. I was I had the I had a similar um, similar experience because I when I think about it now, it's like if I would have taken those classes when I was you know nineteen twenty, I don't think I would have been in it in the way that I was in it when I was you know twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. Appreciative. A more much more appreciative. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I think too, like. 
because you instead of you dropped out of Pima and then you started working, and yeah. I think you realized. I mean, I was the working value. the whole time. I just, the, I it, once work became my sole focus, I realized that oh, like, fuck. yeah, oh fuck, yeah, exactly. Why am I here? Oh fuck. For yeah. me, because I went straight into a four year right after college. Mm-hmm. Same. But it took me six years, because when I I studied abroad and I was like this isn't what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I came home and changed my major. What was and your major? Theater. In... Oh, and then you switched it? I switched it to visual communications oh, and photography. Oh, okay. And I, yeah. like, I didn't grow up in digital at all. Like, I didn't grow up wanting to be a photographer. It is mm-hmm. something, it was like a, literally an identity crisis. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I was an actor. Had you taken yeah. any, like, uh, like, um, Graphics Electives? design nope. or in high school at all? Not Nothing at like all. That. Yeah. Never opened Adobe in my life. Wow. Yeah. Well, I didn't I was, open Adobe till I was twenty. Wow. When I was trying to, when I was looking at getting into school, I had so many like thoughts and ideas because, I mean, music is music kind of like where I'm at because that's I'm because that's you know I'm good at what I do. Yeah. Uh, with this audio yeah. and music stuff, mm-hmm. and I enjoy it, and and it puts like. But I like the engineer part of it because it puts two of my interests together, which is music and like electronic stuff. Mm-hmm. Like uh, initially, I almost I almost did get, uh, go to ITT Tech when I was younger to study yeah. computer electronics or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. that's something that I was interested in. Uh, but I'm kind of glad I didn't do all that stuff because, because uh, see, because see, see, I wasn't even sure what I wanted to do to be honest. Right, man. and that's Same. the thing. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's something I was interested in, but. But I, but a lot of the things that I thought, one of the things I thought about was zoology, because I'm always, because I'm interested in like learning about, you know, animals and shit, or mm-hmm. anthropology, yeah, uh, learning about, you know, culture and cult, people, yeah. So I, but, but I made it, a, I made it, but whenever I was at Pima, I like my genets were based on stuff that I was interested in like that. So I took a lot of anthropology classes. I took some astronomy classes, but they were not what I expected. Too much math. Yeah, dude, it's a lot of math. Fuck yeah. astronomy. Yes. Me and Rachel took astronomy together. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, thank God she's in that class because I was so confused. Fuck <laughs> that class. Oh my god, I hated it. I lucked out. I took so I I held off on taking my science uh, until like my last same. year. Same. That's why I was in class at Rachel. <laughs> so I'm like 27 years old in this class of like 19 year olds. You know, it's weird. But yeah. um, it was called Life in the Universe. So it was like astronomy, but more theory behind it. It not so much like putting it into practice Mine and here's how you figure it's just more astronomy like astronomy 101 of it. man math yeah. bullshit but the saving grace and shout out to rachel because there's this kid in our class I, bless his little heart but he <laughs> you was, know what it means when someone says oh bless his heart <laughs> he was like we all do he was a very 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 black individual uh-huh. and he used to sit in the back of class and pick his hair uh-huh and like ask mm. the most obnoxious questions <laughs> and our teacher was a very sweet white woman from yeah. like Kentucky yeah and it was just the cl- culture clash total culture was clash was amazing yeah. to watch yeah I, I would imagine it was so. a great oh, sh- shout out to you <laughs> you made that class that helped you get through it <laughs> real so I literally came to that class like what's he gonna say today <laughs> bring some popcorn literally me and Rachel and we would just stare at each other it was so nice having that witness yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, great <laughs> Oh yeah, so anyways, I'm glad I took like that path to the music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and like learning music theory and all that, like it just unlocked something because it just it all started making sense. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, that's why. That's why this this works well together with this, you know, as as in relation to like harmonies and melodies and shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I see keys and all this, all these things. I was like, damn. Yeah. So that so really boosted up my the classes actually like just enhanced the yeah yeah yeah. 
the base just, that you had built it, yourself. It just made it, it made everything like more clear, and right? Like easier to dope, man. Yeah, do shit and wow, just put stuff together. So yeah, I took you know my two years, I think I believe that's what it was, and then eventually transferred to U of A, mm-hmm. and so at that time I'm working at ECPM as well. Uh, but I did have that moment where uh, U of A uh, uh, took took away like uh, allowing that's right allowing yep. Pima students that. to work there. Yeah. And it was like in my last semester at Pima, so I was like, oh, okay, fuck. Yeah. It was, but I was like, all right, what can I do? And that was so a big, that had, was a big thing. Yeah. And I had, and, and at that moment, I also had started working for the radio uh, uh, section. The of, NPR. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of ACPM, like helping, assisting out with audio and stuff, radio, mm-hmm. engineering. Um, so, well, I couldn't do any of that anymore, but I asked, but I, you know, I had a good relationship with the, the guy. Shout out Jim Blackwood. Yeah. And, uh, hey. I, uh, I told him, I let him know like, Hey, I don't know if you know, but unfortunately, you know, I won't be working there for right now and all this stuff. Um, do you know, or who would you suggest or, you know, that I intern for or whatever? I guess I'll just take the time to do that. And so he gave me a few places and one of the places was Wave Lab. So I went and I, I emailed him, uh, emailed the, the guy over there, Craig mm-hmm. Schumacher and, you know, we got into contact and eventually I went and met up with him and, uh, his engineer, Chris, and, uh, uh, just interned there for about a year, a year and a half, I think. And it was a good journey. I saw a few couple bands help, you know, it was good to be part of that process, recording and recording these bands and mixing and stuff like that. And, you know, mic placements, setting all that shit up. Mm-hmm. And well, like I've mentioned plenty of times, just getting to work, uh, with Calexico that one time. And just building that relationship, because I'm sure, because if if we ever meet up again, it's I know it's gonna be like this, like it's not gonna be any weird or like oh we just work together. It was like no, we had this relationship. Yeah. So it's yeah. gonna be dope. And I also got to work with uh, somebody that's also known well locally over there, uh, Sergio Mendoza. So he he has his, like his his stuff over there. He's uh, called Orquesta Mendoza. Uh, so he's yeah he's somebody else that that I got to meet through there and kind of connect with. So I have, like, some people I feel like if I go out there and uh, if they ever, like, see me, it would be, like, a good relationship, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. music, well, musically, you know, people yeah. that kind of, that I kind of helped out and they can kind of acknowledge and vouch yeah. for, you know, my talents, whatever. That, and that all came because... Because I wasn't working anymore yeah, over there right. and I had that time to intern. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was at. It was cool. And eventually I got, I, yeah, so I got those internships internship credits you know at u of a which was cool so oh so you got to yeah. apply those internship credits to your u of a degree yeah dope That's man nice. so yeah so and then eventually i transferred to u of a and started taking like the music section over there but it's called integrated studies of music so mm-hmm. you're not focused on one thing you learn like business recording yeah uh, yeah so, like and, just all encompassing kind of music mm-hmm. and music industry yeah that's yeah. really cool. And th- yeah, yeah so it's a you, cool you, degree. You the recording. I, I, and then you, I have to take history of music uh, again. I had, I had already taken a Pima, but I took it again. Which is, it's cool, you know, to learn all that, but it was kind of hard, too, because I was like, oh, I don't know. If I, it's know. a lot of mundane. I mean, I like classical music. Yeah. Uh, but there's, like, other stuff that I'm like, oh, I don't know about that crap. Right, yeah. 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 One of my favorite classical pieces is Berlioz, Hector Berlioz's Symphony Fantastique. If you want to look that up, oh, listen sure. to it, fans. It's a good... Uh, on the playlist. It's got yeah, five... Yeah, I'll see uh, if I can find it on Spotify. I'll put it on the playlist oh, yeah, if I can. Yeah. I heard it a few times. All right, dope. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So then I, yeah, I started my transition at Pima. I mean, at Pima, at U of A, you know, started doing, taking my education there. And, you know, through all that time, I'm still just trying to figure out what to do and work on music. And uh, and I think it was 2013, uh, my sister had a quinceanera. And so I, I had written a song for her, and I performed it at her quinceanera. Oh, so wow. So that's one of the things Aww. I did there. 
Yeah, it's called Hoy Eres Mujer, Today You're a Woman, you know? Oh. That's what the quinceanera concept is. Did she um, cry? Well, people cried. They <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. all cried. People like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Give the people what they yeah. want. I need to I... record that song. It would be, I, it would, that's, that song would be a Oh, so there's a no recording of that one? No, that song oh would be God. a hit in Spanish. There is a recording. I haven't really you finalized it, though. You know how many quinceaneras? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, there's like a section that's kind of catered to her though. I just need to figure out how to make that uh, more universal. Uh, yeah. Mm. So because it actually Switch mentions a like her, it actually mentions the, the date in the song, oh. so oh, I can okay, just yeah. kind of change it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I did that. That's one thing that I did uh, while I was there. And I, I think I was at, still at Pima then, but yeah, U of A. I got into at U of A. I got into uh, mariachi. That's one of my classes that I took because I still needed to fulfill that performance credit. Mm-hmm. I took mariachi near the end of my semesters, uh, or the end of my uh, time there, uh, which was dope. But at the same time, it's one of those things where if you're not, if it's not really what you want to focus on, it's hard to yeah, really, yeah, totally, man, to really do it and commit to it a hundred percent. You yeah. know, and sometimes it felt like crap because you know it felt like I'm like, hey, sounds right to me, but the guy was like. Play it this way and not. I'm like, all right, yeah. sorry, man, shit. <laughs> but you know, at least I got my credits and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that was a good journey. I, and at that, at that, uh, and while at uh, U of A, this was probably 2016, 2015. Yeah, this was in 2015. That's when I started getting into this class. It was a two, uh, two year, uh, two semester class. But in that class, you focused on your own, like on your own craft, kind of, mm-hmm. uh, which was cool. So everybody got to, like, it was, you know, a general kind of class where you got this, you learn different things, but then you get focused on your own thing uh, as a project and stuff. So, like, I, I got to focus on recording. Other people got to uh, focus on either writing music or, you know, creating organiz- an organization uh, mm-hmm. to, you know, support music. It, it was all music related because everybody in there wants to do something different. You know, you either want to be a musician, uh, a recording engineer, um a lawyer, you know, a music, musical lawyer, a composer. Mm-hmm. It's all different things. So that was cool. And it was actually there that I started. Where that, that's where Nobody's Friend was born from. Oh, and that's where Music okay. Group Productions was born from, from that, from oh. that, uh, that class. Um, because the project was, you know, create your own website, stuff like this. And, you know. That's cool. I was like, cool, I want to do this. And, and I really like that I did that because now I can grow through that and, like, make that a thing household names and shit yeah yeah you started yeah. you built yourself a, a brand like a vehicle yeah. to yeah carry this stuff in through so nobody's friend is was i guess now it will be considered a project uh but uh through that class project i actually uh, wrote wrote and composed and whatever created basically three songs uh one of them was called zombie and the other one was called waiting and the other one was called reasoning and actually during that period i was going through a breakup so a, a lot of that is reflected in these songs yeah um so that's what it was about and it and and that's why nobody's friend was born because i was going through the, like this this uh you know this moment of like frustration and anger and and like sadness and mm-hmm. kind You're of depression. nobody's friend yeah and that's how i felt like fuck everybody kind of thing mm-hmm. of course and so yeah this character was born this like very punk influence music uh like heavily punk like but like old school punk you know not mm-hmm. pop punk but like yeah uh it's been compared to like rancid i've heard somebody say that oh um, okay some of that stuff but it also has a like a uh, psycho billy vibe yeah totally yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so mm-hmm. and that's kind of where i was at but but what happens is that i was just putting it putting my original mexican influence into this punk music 
and that's how it came it came to sound like psychobilly and i'm like oh that is kind of what it is it's almost uh, like a not western but like a like, yeah i guess yeah, it that's is what like call, yeah. that's what i thought that's what i would call it like a yeah, yeah. Uh, and actually, I had Josh help me with some backup vocals in those. And I have yeah, those up yeah. on SoundCloud. I do want to remix them and put them up on Spotify. Uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. Under the, maybe, maybe those are so fun to record, dude. Maybe on their zombie EP, but maybe I could yeah. just call that Nobody's Friend. Yeah, that'd be dope. That would yeah. be the name of the album. That'd be very uh, cool. Dope. Nobody's Friend yeah. EP. Yeah, but we're you can just, listen to those on my SoundCloud music reproductions. I'm going we're to. We were like in your kitchen or in your dining room or something like yeah, that, right? Yeah, the dining yeah. room area, yeah. And he'd just play it back, and I'd just be in there, like, screaming. What <laughs> was the yeah. one I used to laugh at a lot? The way you um, sang it? Uh, I'm fucking, fucking go! Something, What yeah. was with the line, Isaac? When the fuck will I go? When yeah. the fuck will I go? <laughs> That's how Josh sounded. <laughs> no, where the fuck? Yeah, where listen, the listen. fuck will I go? I'm listen so to gonna listen to it. Yeah, yeah listen to those rough, rough mi- remixes. It's gonna put, put a link. We're gonna put a link. Yeah, we can yeah, put yeah, a link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, link uh, Spotify. I mean, link but, to the SoundCloud. But at the same time, uh, I this uh, another song was born called Melancholy, which has more of a country rock vibe. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It starts off just acoustic. It starts off sounding like something Johnny Cash would make, I think. Mm-hmm. And then it just ends like on this kind of like uplifting thing. Uh, it's called Melancholy. Damn. That was good. Song. That was all part of the same project? Yeah. Uh, what, it wasn't really part of that project, but it was born out of that moment. Because it, it was born out of the same feelings, but more of a hope. That okay, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe things could be the maybe same. Maybe you will be somebody's friend. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's friend? Question mark. <laughs> that's, that's the next fo- one. Follow up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the third actually, one, everybody's friend. <laughs> and I had actually after after I had like created zombie, like I I had because I would have my guitar on me when I would take mariachi classes. Yeah. So I would have my guitar at me at work at AZPM, and I was and I just played that zombie song to Mark McLemore. He's the the guy from the yeah. shout Arizona out, shout out Spotlight. Mark AC Spotlight. Yeah. On the radio. And then he's like, oh, and it was in October, and he's like, oh, my Hall- the Halloween special is coming up. Would you like to uh, have that song, record that song for us? And, and I was like, oh, shit, all right. Yeah. So I did that, recorded it. An acoustic version? Yeah, yeah, 2015. That's dope. So for their Halloween special in 2015, I had the acoustic zombie version. And if my lyrics start sound kind of weird, but I was drunk when I was recording <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And I was drinking whiskey and shit. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then the year after, he reached out to me again. And asked me if I could write another Halloween type song, and so that's when I created this song called Ghost, oh, with yeah, the similar man, yeah. with the similar feeling, you know. Yeah. Uh, Cause zombie, basically, if you listen to zombie, the lyrics are, uh, "I'm a zombie because I'm dead inside." Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Is anybody gonna bring me back to life? And then basically, just listen to the end. The end's cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then Ghost says, "I'm a ghost. I'm merely a blur. I'm reaching yeah. out to you, but you don't, you don't seem to care." Yeah. And like. If I, I can't be that. seen, why does everyone stare? Yeah, if I can't be seen, why does Ooh. everyone stare? Uh-huh. Yeah, so. I oh so with so with this with these it's warm in here. So like you know, <laughs> so like with these these songs, you know, they're out there and stuff, but like there's like a deeper like meaning going on. Yeah, and shit. yeah it's pretty yeah. cool. So I yeah, they're that, not Halloween songs. Yeah. They're, Clearly but they, not. Yeah, but they fit the they fit the they're theme. Haunting. But they're yeah. Yeah. So yeah, 2016. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're getting close to graduating at this point. Yeah, yeah, actually, so that was in mm-hmm. October 2016, and I graduated in December 2016. And mm-hmm. and and I failed to mention, but I also like near the end, near the end uh, of like my run at U of A, you know, you have to take your minor. So I got into a film and TV minor, which was dope as fuck, because I got to like 
get into like a lot of the sound stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I took sound for theater. Then I took sound design. That was like one of my best classes. I did a one of the projects that we had to do was like strip, take a scene from a movie and strip the sound and then recreate everything from scratch. And I did a the scene from Pulp Fiction when uh, oh. Butch, Butch comes into his apartment to reach to get his uh, watch. His yeah. watch. Willis's character. And, yeah. yeah. And, and, I've never and seen Vincent's that. in the bathroom. Oh, you have to watch it. Uh, that's a good scene. Yeah, it's a uh, great scene. I've and, seen and parts. people really like that. And you know, and I and I always. I'm always like surprised because, well, I'm kind of a like a humble person or whatever, you know. I kind of uh, also because I don't like to really put myself out there and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. but but doing stuff like that just like kind of shows me like also that I'm doing like the right thing you in are. terms of yeah. like, my talents and shit. Because yeah. people would come up to me and then somebody was like, "That was better than the original," and all this. I'm like, "What?" Well, I guess Quentin should have found me years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just joking around and stuff. But yeah, but people really appreciated it, appreciated me in those classes and stuff. I got to do help on some films a couple times, doing like boom or also sound mixing a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was cool. Uh, yeah, so that was my like my run through U of A. Uh, one of the things I'd like to mention is how I got into my, the film and TV minor. Like you know your requirements stuff, you have to write stuff and do a scene analysis. I just wanted to mention this movie yeah, because I really right. like this movie a lot. It's called Smoke Signals. I analyzed one of those scenes, and if you haven't seen that movie, I suggest you see it. It's a it's good, good movie. It's a good uh, movie. Well, Native American based movie. I think it was cool. filmed in partly in Arizona and like I with Arizona so. crew and stuff. I feel like I've seen it, but yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. Eventually, in 2016, I graduated. I was trying to figure out what to do. I started working at Parks and Rec. Um, that's just on weekends, part-time job, doing, like, helping with, with, like, they would do concerts at Reed Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, summer, the summer concerts, yeah. yeah. the summer concert series, so I was helping with that. And at the same time, trying to figure out what to do, hey, I need, I, you know, trying to get, like, a job. And I, also got, I also got, like, a video video production, so I was a videographer also. Uh, fun fact, people. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, so what was I do, the, like, field yeah. videography. You worked with Tim I did, there I did the rodeo, eh? yeah, I did the rodeo a few times, uh, that one year. So I was there, like... You know, the cameraman inside the fucking, next to the fucking bull riders and shit. Yeah. So that was cool. Crazy, man. Yeah, you guys have known each other so long. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So that was like a cool little journey and through all that, just trying to figure out like, what am I going to do? I want to find a job. You know, I had, I had I had gone through a breakup. So I was kind of, in a way, I had like this, this, mom- this moment where I was like, uh, uh, there's nothing here that's, that I need to be here for, really, mm-hmm. that I need to stay yeah. for. And, you know, Josh was, was out here in L.A. and stuff. And so he, we kind of talked about it and he hit me up, like, because he, he was doing a project uh, for, for that summer. Oh, yeah, um, for the, the nonprofit. Yeah. 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 And so he hit me up with that. And so, that's, and so that's one of the reasons I came out to L.A. I was like, all right. Was that the year that it. we met that he was on? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, same year. Wait, so when you were out here in the summer for the nonprofit, that was the first time you were out here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Came out for the internship wow. and never looked back. That was yeah, me basically moving out here. So when I met you, it's when you literally just yeah. moved out. I here. got all my mm-hmm. shit. Oh, I got like all my shit ready over there. Brought some of, some some of those things that I could, small things and necessary things yeah. out here. Had and you it, had you in your mind planned that this was going to be your move? Yeah, or? yeah. I yeah. had everything packed already, so I was ready to just when if I went back, just pick the shit up and literally, come back. Literally the best person to like be a roommate you literally packed like two months in advance and just had it in a corner at his place in tucson and then when him tim patricia everyone had to like get the u-haul it was like bloop, bloop, just done yeah and yeah just goals major yeah, goals I was ready and so yeah and what made the, you ready like what what did you tell yourself finally? you just had to like 
just the opportunities uh, of like that are out here in terms of of audio and music and stuff that I could do as opposed to where I was at. I couldn't mm-hmm. really do anything. And I mean, there was already people that I knew coming out here and people that I knew out here. Uh, so that also made it easier to just have like that support out here. Yeah. And uh, uh, before I left Tucson, I did write one last song over there. It's called Isolated Desert. It has like this Ooh. folk vibe. And it's basically about Tucson and, about how, and how I was leaving and stuff. Yeah. And... A love letter. Did and when know? I was here, I mean, my first song was called, uh, what the fuck was it called? The first song I wrote out here. Right now. Oh, it's called Work in uh, Progress. Yeah. You'll hear that on the EP. Right now. No, I'm feeling kind of yeah. crazy. That's right, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm losing my mind and no one seems to So that's kind of what, yeah, so. And yeah. Then, yeah, so uh, coming out here, you know, you, and you already know my story about being out here. Yeah. Uh, you know, journeying through background acting gigs and eventually landing a job at uh, like a rental place, but we also do like live shows and shit. So that's cool. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now and still working on my thing, still trying to do everything I can uh, and find as many, you know, find... Uh, projects that i that i want to do and stuff and just kind of build myself up more uh through this through what i really want to do because i don't really mm-hmm. want to do live sound like my whole life and stuff i want to yeah, yeah. i want to be a creator you know i want to create music yeah. and push it together you're trying to build uh, house, make lyrics that's right yeah exactly that's right and so that's where i'm at right now and and actually it was during one of my back back uh background gigs that i wrote the song that you guys will listen to uh uh soon called out of my league or during one of your background gigs? Yeah, yeah it was. It, it kind of started started off from there because you know I, I kind of had this interaction with this uh, girl there, mm-hmm. and then it just led to this song. But the song is actually bigger than that because it really explains my feeling towards uh, towards uh, any girl I've ever liked or ever will like. Yeah. Because yeah. I always feel like they're out of my league, even though they're not. You know, even though they might not be. Right. That's just my feeling of it. Because. Um, cause like y'all, y'all know my introvertedness and shit, shyness, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't you know? Sometimes it's hard for me to, to be like, hey, mm-hmm. what's up, girl? <laughs> hey, you point. You're a nice guy. You should be like. But I think hey, girl. knowing you well for like the past two years or so, like, there's definitely been an evolution, of like in yeah. terms of just everything and like how you like present yourself and ever. It's it's all positive. Yeah, I agree. things are changing as your music evolves. I think so are you personally. Just, just wanted to put that on there. Yeah, so I think that's... I mean, I don't know if there was anything else uh, that I missed or that y'all need. Or... Well, I guess just to wrap it up, um, obviously now you're at you're at the place where you're doing live sound gigs, that sort of thing, but where mm-hmm. do you think... Because that's definitely helped you in terms of equipment and like having a... Like being in the right direction. What is yeah. the... The stupid question you hear in interviews, five, ten years down the line, what would be your dream scenario for your life? Oh, just what's be able in, to what's work. In, what's kinda, in the mix? Kind of be able to work uh, on, by myself, I guess, or like mm-hmm. on my own. Not like really a freelancer, my, producer? In the, in, yeah, some, so, something like that. Under mm-hmm. the SIG. Like I mentioned already, company. like, <laughs> I mean, one thing I would like to do is probably get into the studio a few, a few, you know, just a few times, help yeah. somebody out as, as a studio musician, mm-hmm. you know, like I mentioned. Uh, that's something that would be dope. Definitely. Do you, you want to develop artists? I don't know. I don't know if I could really... I mean, or maybe yeah, help I think an it, artist on a song, like develop, like co-write. Yeah, I can. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, I could help somebody like that. 
that'd be cool. Maybe not on a long term kind of thing, but like on yeah. a. It also depends on the person, but, you know, like mm-hmm. how our vibes would be and stuff, and whether we could mesh well and what we're trying to do and accomplish. Like, what are our, what are our, what's our vision and stuff, you know? Because you guys already know me how I am about certain music and stuff, and like. To me, you know, yeah, I grew up like with you know Eminem and like NWO, and that's kind of like where more of my ignorant uh, stuff would go go come from, I guess, or mm-hmm. like because NWO, we all know it's like you know gangster raps, kind of like sexist and all this, oh, and you know that, but that's kind of like you know, I'm I'm not, it's it's the same concept with everything, like you you know you're not really promoting it or anything, it's, but it's part of the art, but it's what kind you know? of. Uh, but at but at the moment that I am now, like I don't really listen to stuff like that. I try to like look for meanings and like I listen mm-hmm. to lyrics and stuff. And I like shit that you know, I, I like I like a lot of stuff that has the live stuff in it. Uh, that you know that they actually recorded instruments and stuff. I like to listen to that. Where it sounds like a band recorded as yeah. a band in a room. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, it could, right. It could have like this strip quality to it, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. But still sound good. It doesn't have to be like uh, not to a not fucking meter to time and yeah. shit. Like, mm-hmm. there's a real rawness to that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's I agree. How, and that's kind of how I like to to work on my things on my music and stuff. Like have this yeah liveliness. This you you feel the space. You feel. You don't only hear the fucking guitar. You hear my fucking fingers yeah. hitting the guitar. Right, shit man. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, maybe I can clean it up, but I want you to. You get like this connection like damn yeah a little bit more personal maybe yeah definitely yeah, yeah. yeah something like that you hear the strings tapping on the the wood or the frets and like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you actually work here it sounds like is there is there percussion in there what's going on yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a fullness to it yeah well going off that i think that's a good a good spot because it's something i wanted to ask you f- i mean we talk about this on and off but like i wanted to get i wanted uh people to hear your opinion on like what do you think of the state of the current like music industry like as a musician, how how do you, where do you see it going, and kind of like where do you see yourself within it? I guess. I mean, I think it's. I think it'll definitely get better. Uh, right now, we're at a point where, I mean, in my opinion, it's not that. I mean, at least what's being uh, promoted and really, really uh, mainstreamed, it's not really. Uh, for the most part, a lot of it's kind of you know, just about let's throw this beat at you. Yeah, which is cool because yeah. very beat heavy right? but, production but, heavy which is, which is not it's, it's cool but sometimes the lyrics in there you know like it's like who do you really want to promote do you really want to promote this person that has these lyrics on or do you want to promote the person that created this music mm-hmm. yes yeah because yeah. somebody that I can think of that has good ass music is Satoven uh, like he makes yeah. good productions and stuff but I feel like uh, okay, but then you fucking throw some crap on it and it's like dude and the artist is bigger than yeah and, yeah. Then, yeah, and then yeah the artist becomes bigger than that but 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 I mean uh, you, there's a lot of stuff out there too if you you got you gotta look for it it's, it's how I talked I've talked about this before with other people and it's like a needle in a haystack kind of situation right, right. where it's like where now everybody can do something so there's so much shit out there and so much shit out there yeah yeah where you gotta actually dig through it and actually find something that might that you caters to you and stuff mm-hmm. like it's that. almost like in a way you gotta be you gotta be conscious of like what pile you're digging in yeah because like if you're if you just kind of like blindly go to dig in the pile you're gonna be digging in the manure and also yeah. don't, don't forget about like old artists that you were listening to because they're still out there making music and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. you may and you know you probably still like that shit if you gave it a chance again um, yeah like examples that I think about is a lot, like a lot of the East Coast rap that I would listen to. Now I'm starting to like rediscover it. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, 
a Swiss beats that a while back, you know, and then you know part of the rough, you know, people that came out of the Rough Riders and stuff like that. Cause I grew up with like a lot of hip hop from there. Like I said, DMX was my my man. Uh, rough Riders. If you look at my fucking CD collection, yeah. So talking since I'm on Rough Riders East Coast, yeah. Damn. So talking about that, yeah, those were like my favorite rappers: Tupac, uh, DMX, Eminem, Nas. You could see like my whole freaking uh, CD collection. I have. Uh, building that up and then eventually I got into like some West Coast rap but a lot of Bay Area rap so like mm-hmm. one of my 40. one of my favorite artists was Yuck Mouth Smoke A Lot of Records I was always about mouth. Smoke A Lot of Records and shit yeah, fuck and then Devin the Dude came, came into the picture <laughs> in high school Devin the Dude yeah it was just uh, one of my friends from high school he just had the CD and like hey you borrow, if you want to borrow it and like oh sure it was the dude at the first CD and I heard it and I'm like fuck yeah okay yeah, man. Devin the dude. Um, yeah, so Devin the dude is up there, and I've added artists. Some of the artists that I've added, like, um, throughout the years that I really like is Lupe Fiasco, Kendrick Lamar, and Bob. I forgot about him. Those are like my my newest uh, mm. that I've added to that list. And there's a couple of them out there too uh, that I do like. Like, there's rappers out right now that I do like, Ricky. like like J Cole. Um, so, and, but then again. Like if you think about it, what's J Cole like rapping about and stuff like that? So yeah, that's yeah. the so that so you kind of get to know me through there, like what kind of music I like and stuff. But yeah. but music, if you really think about it, it's like an up and down motion. And it's always been this way, like not not just the music industry now, but like since the beginning of music and classical music all, like, and all this popular music, like yeah, the way yeah. there's like this. Uh, what's what becomes popular is like sometimes just like complex. And then it goes back to simple stuff. And then it goes back to complex stuff. So we're in the simple? And it's just like this cycle. In a way, yeah, we're in the simple. But some simple some simple things can be cool. But some simple things can be, you know, uh, bad so for The you. 90s was like a complex. And as we gotten into... T- See, because I eventually lost my hip-hop interest around the 2000s. Because it started becoming like the hip... The 2000s are wild. It's what I would call hip-hop. Ooh, it's what I call Ashley yeah. Tisdale. Yeah. <laughs> no, like and early... And, and, the 2000s, like the 1s to 10s. And and I think that's why that's maybe why I reverted back to like regional Mexican music, but yeah, but it was in my later years that I got into more punk music too. So now I listen to you know a day yeah. to remember, Taking Back Sunday, you know shit like that, Blink One Eighty Two. Do you like uh, any of the SoundCloud at all? Like uh, even like the like the ones like like Uzi Vert or someone like that. So the thing <laughs> is that I've never that I've never been attracted to any of that. So it's I've never even given it a chance. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't see any attraction to it. Right. Like it doesn't cater to m- me, I guess. Yeah. I also have a thing uh, <laughs> where I kind of discover old music. So that's where I'm at. Like, uh, you know, like you guys know. That <laughs> like is Jenny uh, Lewis, Rilo Kiley, and others yeah, like recently. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another one of my favorite like rock bands, Slater Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those La finds Luz. are like little gems because yeah. like you, you discover a band whose sound has been completely like formed and they know exactly how to like how like their sound is yeah. very present you're like how did i not know about this yeah before? that stuff is like a fucking present man like i'm finding that kind of stuff it's like whoa yeah i love those fucking moments dude um what got you into like day to remember and stuff like that betray you and those kinds of bands i think just the aggressiveness of it yeah yeah at that moment maybe it was it was catering to how i was feeling i think yeah um i and uh, some of it also spent through some of the metal stuff uh, I was listening to. Uh, one band that I was listening to back in the day was Five Finger Dead Punch. Oh, Somebody yeah, introduced yeah. that to me. I, I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how like I stumbled upon really some of these things. I just mm. like happened to because because when I think about it, uh, in the early 2000s, uh, one of my 
friends like from t from Tucson, one of my like family friends. I think he was like trying to show me a day to remember and stuff like that, and yeah. I wasn't like really uh, and Paramore and stuff like there was somebody that also Paramore's, like they yeah, were like trying to show one. me stuff like that, but I wasn't like I guess I wasn't ready for it. Right. And yeah, now, yeah. Um, you know, and now I fucking love Paramore, you know, and shit like that. Yeah. Man. So. That's how I felt when you guys showed me After Laughter. I was like, how did I not listen to this? Yeah, yeah. I just listened to that 2018. I'm like, oh, so good. It's such a good album, yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. Well, going, going, I want to go back a little bit to when you talked about uh, um, moving out here and how, like, having a support system or, like, having, like, people that you knew out here was made it made the move easier. I just want to say that having people like you out here has made this move way easy for me because, like, seeing you do you and and just consistently, like, put quality things out is, is a fucking inspiration, dude. Like, because you're not doing it for anyone but yourself, but besides that, you're continually growing, you're continually getting better, and the fact that I've seen it grow is, like, a real testament to, like, you as an artist, dude. So keep fucking doing this shit, man, for sure. Keep fucking doing it. How do you think you've grown in the past year, too, since moving? Well, because, well, two years, right? Almost. How long have you been out here? About a year and a half, I think, yeah. Yeah, a year and a half. Wow, man. <laughs> it's crazy how much changes in, in a short span. Yeah, I'm just, uh, well, I've just evolved as the, mm -hmm. I was trying to expose myself, I guess, remember? Hashtag expose yourself. Always. <laughs> I guess Always. that's where I'm trying to be at. Yeah. Know? Trying to move towards, you know, being more open to sharing who I am and shit. Yeah, dude, you're dope. You know, and just get this music out there and start cashing these royalty checks. Hey, hey. Checks over hugs. Checks, checks over, over hugs. hugs. So the point of this whole episode is that we get to taste a little premiere of your latest song that you mentioned, yeah, right? Yeah, this is a rough, a rough uh, version of it. I'm so excited. Uh, hopefully in the version to come, you'll get to hear uh, a little bit more uh, from a uh, uh, past guest, Patricia, well, shout out. Ooh! So, We're saying it on record, Patricia, so it has to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so this is a rough mix, uh, not the complete version, and like I said... This is about every goal I've ever liked and ever will like. <laughs> and I'm glad we're only giving you guys a taste. That way you can wait to hear more Just and drop sample. that cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Giving them like, what, 30 seconds, 15 seconds? Oh, I was just going to play the rough version. Okay. I don't mind. Yeah. We, just, we just don't get, we get it nice and dirty. We don't get the Ooh. clean one. Yeah. It's going to play people out, right? Yeah. Playing people out. So. Get your dancing shoes on. <laughs> By the way, before we before we note, oh, thank you so much for coming to the studio today. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was lovely having, having you, me. Maestro. Yes, Maestro. And super quick, guys. As always, well, we wish you all the best, Isaac. And as always, please um, post like please write reviews on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. We truly appreciate it. Make sure to follow us at So I Got Fired on Instagram, So I Got Fired on Facebook, and at underscore So I Got Fired on Twitter. We're back on it. It's been a couple weeks it. now, but go check out that birthday post. Yes, we have a spicy little uh -oh. little photo of Isaac on our Instagram, so go check <laughs> it out. Leg. 
And then please, please, please send us any emails, questions, um, stories that you have about being fired or any crazy work or life stories music. at so I got fired podcast at gmail.com. And yes, yeah, send us your music. We'd love to hear it. And please feel free to shoot us a voicemail at 424-256-6189 so we can hear your pretty little voices. And as always, check out our playlist on Spotify at So I Got Fired. Yes. So now, Go ahead, please take Josh. it away, Josh. Out of my league, coming up. <laughs> and on that note, we, we out. out. Notice me not, why would she out? Just keep to myself. The next thing I know, she's next to me, what I never expected. I'd like to get to know you more, I felt that we connected. I love those eyes, the way you glance now, girl, I must confess that you're dope. You're awesome, you're so cool. How'd I end up here next to you? Amazing, gorgeous, beautiful. I love how I connect with you. I'm dying to spend time with you, I'm filled with anticipation. I'm starting to get nervous now, I sense the perspiration. My heart speeds up as you approach, it's like a good vibration. Getting caught up, hoping don't burn, girl, these are my confessions. You're dope, you're awesome, you're so cool. How'd I end up here next to you? Amazing, gorgeous, beautiful. I love how I connect with you, and I'll do everything I can so you'll be with me. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.